Welcome to Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. Our mission is to take the Word of God to all the world. Our Bible teacher today is Evangelist Micah McCurry. Since 1938, Bible Tracts Incorporated has been publishing clear gospel tracts and supplying them to churches and individuals all over the world and all at no charge. Information on how you can receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks will be given at the end of this broadcast. And now for our Bible study, here is Evangelist Micah McCurry. Hey friend, Mike McCurry here. Welcome to Bible Tract Echoes. It's such a privilege to be speaking to each one of you today. I'm going to ask you if you would to grab your Bibles. You're going to need them close because we're going to dive into a particular passage of Scripture that you've probably heard in Sunday school. Maybe you've heard it preached and probably you've heard about this passage many a time, but it may have been a while since you've actually read this passage or heard this passage read. And that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to draw your attention to a few things. It becomes so easy. Oftentimes, I speak for myself, I can't speak for you, but oftentimes it becomes easy to doubt God. Not because God is no longer good. Not because God is no no longer great. Not because he has somehow failed to supply our need, but it's because I take my eyes off of him. I don't know if you've ever done that yourself, but we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Mark chapter number six is where we are at. If you grab your Bibles, go to Mark chapter number six. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 35. If you want a little bit of a context from where we've been at, we've been in the March in Mark chapter number six for a couple of weeks now. You can go back and listen to previous versions of this program, the podcast version. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find it. If you have a problem finding that, just shoot me a text and I'll help you out. Text me at 309-316-7240. And of course, you can also watch the video version and archived versions of the video version on YouTube as well. Again, if you need a direct link to any of that, just text me 309-316-7240. Zero, but I'm so glad that you and I are together right now, as many of you are listening on the radio, and we find our place in Mark chapter number six and verse number 35. The Bible says this, And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. This is Jesus speaking. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat. Now this is the precursor. This is the context. This is right before the feeding of the 5,000. But this is why I don't want to just focus on the miracle. We'll get to that in just a moment. But I want to spend a few moments looking at what leads to the miracle. Because you realize 
part of the miracle is what the people get to ingest, what they get to eat. The fact that there's a number of people that get to partake in miracle food. We'll talk about that more in just a minute. But part of the miracle is also these disciples being shown so evidently something they should have already known about how great God is. And I want to remind you and me, oftentimes we're put in situations or we put ourselves in situations where we forget who we serve. We forget to keep our eyes on the Savior. And that's where we're going right now. I want you to look at this here. We're going to read down a little further in just a minute here. But verse 35, and when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place. And now the time is far past. I noticed that the disciples are very focused on the situation. They see the time. They see, they look down at their little sundials on their wrist. I'm just joking. But they look at the sun. They see it's fading fast. And they think, these surroundings, this situation, we've got a problem here. We need to send the people away. So they're focused on the situation. And they're focused on the surroundings. But then we notice as well, and we'll elaborate on those more in just a minute. But they're also focused on the shortage. Verse 36, send them away that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat. See, this sounds like us, sounds like me when we go to God. We're often so focused on the surroundings, what's going on around us, the situation, the, the, the circumstance that we're under. I heard a wise man say, uh, what are you doing under there? If you're under your circumstances, what are you doing under there? We shouldn't be under our circumstances. God's given us the victory, has he not? But we have the surroundings. We have the situation. And then we always focus on the shortage. You know what they weren't focused on? They were looking out. Imagine these disciples in this desert place. They see all these people. They see all these uh, just dear uh, searching souls that just want to spend some time with and, and, and get to know Jesus. And they're all sitting down there just waiting, waiting to be taught and having been taught much of the day. And you know what these disciples are doing? Their back is to the Savior while they look at the surroundings, the situation, and the shortage. Lord, let it not be so that you and I do the same thing. Friend, I'm going to ask you, if you would, to consider how you handle shortages. How do you handle difficult situations? How do you, how do you adapt to the surroundings being a hard place, a desert place? There's a lot of times in our lives, at least I can speak for me, that it feels like I'm in a dry and, and dreary place where the situation seems to be pressing down, where, where everything about what's going on just seems custom made to make Micah McCurry quit. You ever been in one of those places? You fill your name in where it seems like everything's going on. The shortage, it's just all the things that you want. They aren't there. It's a difficult thing. And you know what we do? One of the things we do is we push people away because it's all about me, me, me. But more than that is we stop focusing on the Savior. And this, this dovetails so perfectly with what we've already been talking about. I mentioned on Monday in a transparent way that I was, I was feeling it, man. 
had a lot going on. I still do. This is a busy week. They seem like they're always busy weeks. They just stack up. And I was thinking, goodness gracious, I got so much to do. And you know what I had to do? I had to stop and focus on the Savior. Because when he's big, everything else seems so small. But then this also dovetails, if you think back to previous weeks, when I was talking about prayer. And the first thing I focus on in my prayer time I try to do this daily. It is a failure. Sometimes I miss days, but I, I so endeavor to do, to pray far more days than I don't. But the first thing I focus on is our Father. I want to focus in on Him. I want to zoom in on Him. I want to magnify the Lord. And I invite you, as the Bible verse says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. See, your surroundings, your situations, and your shortages will shrink when you lift up the Savior. And we continue on here. Look at Mark chapter number 6. And look at verse number uh, 37. He answered and said to them, Give ye them to eat. He puts it on them. He said, You fix the problem. And they think, We can't do that. And they say to him, Shall we go and buy 200 pennyworth of bread and give them to eat? He saith, saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. Five loaves two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and brake the loaves and, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And he took up 12 baskets full of the fragments of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. What a thought that God can supply a need with a little boy's lunch. Of course, the passage here in Mark doesn't remark upon the boy or where the five loaves and two fishes came from as much as other passages the Gospels do. But think about that. While his disciples were so enamored with, and I say enamored, they were so captivated by, focused on what was going on around them. For me and for you, we've got to be so very careful. We've got to be so cognizant of what's most important. For you and for me, we have a responsibility. We have not just a responsibility, but we were created for the purpose of fellowship with God. And what a sad thing it would be if you and I would lose sight of that which is the most important thing, focusing on the Savior. I'm going to ask you, friend, if this convicts you a little bit, if this uh, stirs up something, makes you say, you know, I... I haven't been focusing on the Savior. I've been looking outward. I've been looking at the world, the darkness, the dimness, the depressingness of it all, and I haven't been focusing on the Savior quite as much. Well, friend, I'd ask you to change that. We can never get too far from God that He won't hear us. I think of that prodigal. So far in the far country, living his own life, living it up, quote unquote. But when he came home, the father was still there, still waiting. And what a joyous time it was to be reconciled. I'd ask you, friend, today, would you reconcile yourself with him who is most important? With he who has given all for you? My encouragement, my exhortation to you today is this. 
Don't, please don't miss out on the opportunity that you and I have to fellowship with the creator of the universe, the savior of the world, Jesus Christ, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. We could go on and on. I'd ask you, friend, don't miss out on that. I want to thank you so very much for tuning in today to the broadcast. It, it really is a privilege to be able to speak to so many of you. Tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to pick up and see what Jesus did in the immediate aftermath of the feeding of the 5,000. And Lord willing, between tomorrow and Friday's broadcast, we're actually going to finish Mark chapter number 6. It's a longer chapter. Mark chapter number 6 is 56 verses long. So we've spent a little bit of time here. and We had a break in the middle there, but Lord willing, we'll be done with Mark 6 very soon. I want to thank you for tagging along. My prayer, as always, is simple. My prayer is that you have a great day. For his glory. I'm going to plan on talking to you tomorrow. If you have any questions about our ministry, I'd love for you to reach out. Let me give you the, the number twice. All right, you ready? Text me if you have a question at 309-316-7240. Again, that number is 309 Zero. I'm planning on introducing a new segment of the broadcast tomorrow. Don't miss it, all right? Thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll plan on talking to you all very soon. God bless.